0: I am nope. Jeriford K. Horkims. Uh, this is my friend, Morak Krahallo. Not correct. Uh, and he will be entertaining you with his drawing stylings uh, while I pepper him with inappropriate questions for your entertainment. Oh, hoo, oh, oh. hoo! Oh, okay, so this is very interesting. So Pork Fry uh, used to, he initiated an important ritual. Look at this. Right there. Oh. So pork fry, hold on, pork fry, pork. Can you explain to me how you managed to come down and then handwrite a question uh, and put it in the envelope inside the box? Okay, that's that's a unique and potentially marketable skill. It's the opposite of stealing, basically. Um, uh, so, but. You know, we've often had this request, and I see no reason, no reason, pork fry, not to honor it. Now, I'm going to need everyone to crack their knuckles. Not yet. I'm going to count to three, and then one, two, three, crack. I don't crack on three. I'll be saying three. No one will be able to hear it. So it goes, one, two, three, and then you do this awful thing. OK, are we ready? All right. One, two, three... That's, so gross. That's really gross. I don't... Yeah. Talk to a doctor. Um, I don't know what is in your knuckles. I don't know what's going on in your animal paws. Um, if you could be any animal throughout all of history, uh, which would you be? This is from Shimogi in Osul, Pennsylvania. Are you Shimogi?
1: Okay. <laughs> I am from the law firm representing <laughs> Shimogi. in all dealings having to do with PACs. Exactly.
0: I've obviously direct all questions to me. Uh, I'm his counsel. Um, any animal throughout all of history?
1: I would be an anteater.
0: I would be a termite queen.
1: (laughs) No one's out there, like, poaching anteaters. Like, they don't have anything that, like, people want. You, don't, you never see anteater heads on walls. They don't have a great pelt, I don't think. <laughs> no one wants the snout. Like they, They're really just left alone to eat their ants.
0: Well, you know, and people don't like ants generally. Right. So they might, they might feel a sort of kinship with the anteater. Like, exactly. hey, we both hate these fuckers. Eat millions of them. How? <laughs> How can they... Hold on. How can they kill people? They have sharp claws for killing for digging into the ant nest presumably to eat ants. That's that's my suspicion. All right. I don't know. I feel like you'd kind of see that I feel like you'd see that one coming. I feel the like in their attack well, yeah, I feel like unless your torso and lower body are an anthill, which <laughs> seems unlikely to me, I think you'll be able to get out of this one okay. Uh, Mike. hm. Do you think Jerry will ever write a novel? The words, the anguilitos inside him. I don't know what that means, Christoph, from Poland. I assume it's an insult of some kind, one of your Poland insults. Does anyone know what ungulitos means? Oh, no, no, it sounds like some bullshit nonsense I would make up.
1: Here. Uh, no, I don't think you'll ever write a book. I think that, uh, The C Team is your book. I think that Dungeons and Dragons is how you write.
0: Do you mean that, do you mean that others are my canvas? No.
1: No, I think, I think that even if they weren't at the table you would have the same story. (laughs) You would be there by yourself. I think that's where you are best at telling your stories. It's nice that they come. I don't think it's necessary. Makes for a better show.
0: I don't know. I think it'd be good to do one episode where they're not there. Just
1: you. But I just do everything
0: on my side of it. I I could try to do that for solid two and a half hours. That'd be pretty funny. I would laugh at their jokes. Yeah. Um, Mike, Jerry, that's us. You have been playing what is essentially the same D&D campaign for so long, it has spawned actual in-product canon and other related commercial endeavors. When will we see the Acquisitions Incorporated animated film where the players voice act their characters and there is some form of real-world meta arc or something like that? I would refer you to a list of classic D&D RPG-inspired movies uh, that you may find some help building such a mad-hat project. But we all have Google now, so meh. Uh, I am sure some Thanks. people, yeah, I am sure some people in the audience will yell out some names. This is a revenge-obsessed level 20 commoner trapped in a pyramid scheme by Omendron, uh writing from Sigil. Um, yeah, the reality. I mean, and obviously, we've put a ton of work. This year into making acquisitions incorporated like as novel as possible, and some of it's weird. But you're not actually making a novel though, which is interesting. <laughs> Enjoy, right? Um, so uh, we're even. You know, so my friend Eric Benson and I, via our acquisitions intoxicated property. Oh, thank you, drunkards. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, so, via that, via that thing, we're taking the individual characters and then turning them into, you know, different types of beer. Uh, yeah, it's, it's novel. Like, I mean, basically, Acquisitions Incorporated is one of the coolest things that we do, and so I'm just trying to find new ways to do it. Um, the C Team is another way, and then, obviously, 6.30 uh, on this very stage uh, tomorrow, uh, if you can, if you can make it either live or on Twitch, we're gonna do some Tomb of Annihilation stuff with the main cast and Holly, Conrad, Strix. Super excited uh. about that. <laughs> uh,
1: it's
0: it's gonna be it's gonna be sick. I mean, the adventure is gonna start with a literal dinosaur race. Uh, you you really can't get much better than that. But in terms of animated stuff, I, that's been Ryan Hartman's fantasy from the get go. He he th- he thinks that there is a a real play to do something in that sort of HarmanQuest-type uh, space, and I think that he's probably right. What are your views on metagaming in D&D? Ho, ho, ho. Uh, I consider it cheating, but do it, and permit it routinely with <laughs> high attribute scores, roll until happy, <laughs> and situational hints, use fire on trolls, do not grapple giants, etc. I compensate by forcing difficult and extended combat scenarios that result in a death march effect on my players. Wow. (laughs) What types of metagaming do you permit, and what are the effects? How do you balance storytelling and railroading with pace? Uh, How difficult is this to accomplish on a live stream? This is from Cole in Pekin, or Pekin. Uh, Or maybe his name is Pekin, and he's from a place called Cole.
1: I think it's Cole from Peckin. Yeah,
0: that's what I think, too. So, yeah, this is a conversation that sometimes comes up in the YouTube uh, comments about metagaming. And I think that, generally speaking, metagaming is just a type of gaming. Um, It's just meta, right? So if you you take it and then just completely remove it and say that if you act in any way that your character wouldn't recognize, I think that that's just very hard for some people. I think that it's, it's unfair to deprive a person, a player, especially if they're new to the game, of all the regular til, you know, skills and mental faculties that they have developed throughout their entire life. Um, if, if, obviously, there's a difference to something like a Pat Rothfuss, where he just tries to do... He just
1: cheats. That's cheating. That's not metagaming. He has some photos of our Dungeon Master or... I don't know what he's got on Chris, but it's something. But it's
0: something, and it keeps paying fucking dividends. Um, but but no no no, I, I feel like that. I feel like that's sort of the wrong. I feel like that's sort of the wrong conversation. Uh, everybody at the table has to be having. Everybody at the table has to be having fun, and they all have to feel like they have their seat there. Um, and different people are going to approach that in different ways. And you know if. If you're, not able to, if you're not able to manage that table, like, there, there, the fact of the matter is, is that there are some tables that just don't work. Um, and so, if it's constantly being a problem for you or other players, you know, it may be that you have to build a new table. <clears throat> Jerry, uh, Mike has had the same hairstyle for most of his life. Do you think he takes his hair for granted? Uh, this is Astriarchus of Samoy, who I, I assume is some kind of uh, hair scholar of the ancient world.
1: We had this conversation on the podcast the other day where you wanted to do a strip all about Pat's beard. I don't know if it was on a podcast. Maybe we it, were just talking. But you are like, oh, man, we got to do a strip about how luxurious Pat's beard is. And I'm like, you are fascinated with hair <laughs> because you don't understand it. But for those of us with hair... You're intimidated by it. intimidated by it. For those of us who have hair, seeing a person with hair is not a big deal. (laughs) We're like, oh, he's grown a beard. That's perfectly normal. But you, you're (laughs) like, oh, shit! (laughs) No, No, but what you said is like, listen,
0: man, that's what happens if you don't do anything.
1: Yeah, he didn't work hard on... I mean, listen, I love Pat, but... All he's done is not shave. <laughs> like, you don't get a reward for that.
0: This one's fucked up. Oh, shit.
1: What are you doing?
0: No, 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 I got it now. Mom, no, you're you... You're like a raccoon. No, no. <clears throat> well, no, uh, so... Did you put a question in here for my
1: mom, Pork Fry? Okay. How are people putting... This is supposed to be kept secret and safe.
0: Yeah. So, Jerry, what is your favorite song that I used to sing to you? Uh, Mom. (laughs) So I can actually... Yeah. So where did you end up? Are you here? Oh, there you are. Hey, Mom, what's up? Uh, all right, no, no, I can tell you, in, in fact, in fact, that's my mom. That's, no, that's enough, Mom. That's, no more, don't do the arm thing anymore. Um, so, my mom, for a long time at PAX, she would roll through with like the, the do you ever see the hat? PennyArcade.Mom?
1: Oh, yeah. She had a
0: hat that said PennyArcade.Mom, and she also had a denim shirt. Um, that with an embroidery that said PennyArcade.Mom. But I can do you one better, Mom. I can actually sing you the song that you used to sing me when I was a kid. So my mom used to write songs all the time when I was a kid from scripture. So it's an, when I say that this is an oldie but a goodie, I mean it's like from the Bible. <laughs> so it's like super old. All right, are you ready, Mom? In righteousness, I am established. I am far from oppression, and I do not fear. And from terror, for it cannot come near me.
1: Yeah, I know what those moms want. I could not understand a single word you said. Is that song about God? It, yeah, it's about well, it's about getting protection from the Lord. Aren't oh. you
0: I thought the, I thought he was like your God.
1: <laughs> what
0: <laughs> isn't that, He's isn't not that your my, Lord? Like, no, you that not, is
1: not my Lord.
0: I think it's your Lord.
1: I have a very personal relationship with God. That involves you not going to church and reading the Bible? Not, not really believing in religion or God that much.
0: All right. Hey. Hey, y'all. On the last episode of The C-Team, a wonderful D&D stream, which you can find at... I swear to God I don't write these. Twitch.tv forward slash hyper RPG. Uh, Jerry asked what the pinnacle of achievement would be for each character on the team. I'm curious what Omen and Jim's ultimate achievements would be and what plans, if any, they have to achieve them. Uh, thanks so much. So, it's actually an interesting question because the C team, like what the C team is undertaking, like the entire C team campaign for the first season, is literally Omen's, it was set in place by Omen. The entire purpose of it is to accomplish his ultimate goal. Yeah. Right, but I can't say what it is because then it will ruin my show. But, uh, but but that, that is it, like, I, I, something i thought about for, you know, the better part of a decade, and then I, you know, with Amy and Ryan and Kuthrys, who he's actually Kothrys to me now, um, and uh, Kate, now we have an opportunity to
1: sort of figure that stuff out, but, but what would Jim's ultimate achievement be? I, I suspect that there is one. I think that Jim's ultimate achievement would be something like, uh, like, you know how Siegfried and Royd have, like, a permanent show in Vegas? Yeah. or had before he got eaten. I think that um, Jim would have like a permanent show in, in Sigil, right, where oh, he's oh. always got a show, you can come and see him. There's a casino, probably.
0: Oh, okay. And so, yeah. he, so would he have like assistants, and like, would it be like, like, like
1: big magic? Yeah, it's like, it's like Celine Dion, right? It's the same show every night. He comes out, he does it for, you know, two hours, and that's it, he's done. <laughs> You not see my arts? That's the whole reason I'm here. Oh, oh, oh! Oh, on the side screen. Yeah, yeah. That, that's okay. If you want to put the art on the sides, if, if you're up cl-
0: if you're up close, you can't see uh t- arts. Um, what are the chances of Mike playing Player Unknown's Battlegrounds? Zero. <laughs> and you're a rebel. Um, and will we be able to buy any of the evil brews on Acquisitions Intoxicated? Um. Thank you for everything you guys do. This is from Josh Thornsberry, Fruian66, St. Clair, Michigan. Yeah, so I think that Mike would actually like... And Kiko and I have had this conversation. Uh, I think that Mike would actually really like Player Unknown's Battlegrounds because the range of interdiction is the one you excel at.
1: Sure, but I need it to look like something. Like, right now, it looks like free assets taken from some kind of fucking zip file. Like, I don't know if you just went and bought all this shit, like I'm listen, I don't know how to make games. I'm not a game designer, but there's nothing in that game that looks like it would be interesting at all. Right? I understand that the gameplay is, sounds really fun. like there's a hundred people, Maybe you're going to be the last one. I don't know, that'd be cool. But I'm not going to stare at that. All okay, right, all right, all right, all right. Anyway, um, hire an artist. OK. Uh, We're out there. <laughs> we want work.) Uh,
0: any of the evil brews on acquisitions intoxicated. So I'm trying to figure out... I mean, different states have uh, different laws about whether or not I can send you beer. Um, they're specifically related to me, and uh, it's complicating my life. But um, I, I, what we're trying to figure out with You can't Josh, just mail
1: beer to people, huh?
0: It depends on the state.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: I know. Tyranny. Yeah. So, um, Thanks, Obama. Yeah, right? And so the way that it works is that... Um, we will be bottling them. Uh, we plan to have some available at the Child's Play dinner. We'll do a special uh, like, you know, collector set for those you can condition. But uh, we're trying to figure out exactly how that would work. I know that Dave would love to make labels a lot. Is that um, true? <laughs> and so it's, that's, something that, that's something that I have to consider as well. Hey, if you are reading this on September 3rd, So we're not? No. It's my birthday. You fucked up. (laughs) Um, Just throw that in the garbage. Yeah, exactly. You're You're garbage, Arthur. Fuck off. Um, No, 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 he's not really garbage. Ah! Oh!
1: (laughs) Happy (laughs) birthday! Arthur, you're not... Wow.
0: Arthur, um, on behalf of Penny Arcade... I want to apologize for some of the things that were said by one of my employees. Um, you know, and I think I think if we're being completely honest, there was some aggression coming both ways. You know what I mean? Like you were scowling down there a little bit. Like not nobody, like, nobody looks
1: great in this scenario. Nobody yeah, is coming off exactly. Scott exactly. Reading.
0: So I, I think that we can meet each other halfway and say that you are not awful.
1: You, you are probably not garbage.
0: 100%, you're an alloy of good and bad qualities. Um, I'll just read the rest of your question. Is that, is that good? Okay. Uh, God, I really fucked that up bad. Um, I wanted to thank you for teaching me that surreptitious is what you put on pancakes. Uh, I told that to my girlfriend, and she fell madly in love with me. Is that you? Is that true?
1: Okay. Even after all he's done? (laughs) Even after his history of aggression?
0: She's here with me right now on my proto-birthday. Are there any other great alternative uses for words that you would like to share with the class? You know, that's actually Mike's specialty. Huh? Well no no like um if i say a word that is a good and proper true perfect word
1: for the occasion you will often shame me for it. Oh yeah. I like to pervert the things that you say and make jokes out of them. That's right. Let's see. Make you seem like less of a person. Yeah. <laughs> I do it to hurt you. Yeah,
0: i know. Um let's see uh well, here, here, so, but, but, but your, your brain does it automatically. Well, now it won't. If you say a word, I'm just going to sit here and be like... Oh. <laughs> All right, I'll sneak up on you with a word
1: later. Okay. Geocaching. <laughs> That's where you use your phone to find coordinates. Oh, god like, damn you. <laughs> you animal.
0: Um, <clears throat> this is a red envelope, and so you need to understand that this is very serious. This is serious a very business. serious content uh, that we're about to deliver. Science. Has there ever been a day when you woke up and thought to yourself, maybe, just maybe, I'll spend this day doing something other than hustling? Uh, Dan Young, New York. That uh, got a red envelope? We don't determine these things. No, we don't. Um, there's, yeah, I mean, uh, it's right in this song. It's not occasional hustling. <laughs> it isn't you know, Rick, Rick Ross, you know, Hustle bi-weekly.
1: Do you think that Rick Ross has any idea that we come out on stage to his song for the last decade? Uh,
0: I, think, I, think he knows that we're, I think he knows that we're coming from, and we're building a brand. Yeah. We're, uh, we're going to take this shit global.
1: Do you think he would want to come to PAX?
0: When just do the intro? That would be $100,000. That's true. A hundred thousand dollars. Now, you
1: remember there was the year that we, we tried to get uh, Weird Al? We did. He's we, expensive. Oh, yeah, see, that's how we felt, too. <laughs> yeah. That's how we felt, too, but... That don't cost a hundred
0: bucks. Yeah, yeah. I guess he doesn't read the comic. No. Uh, hey, will we perhaps see a C-Team gymterlude that takes place in the Irewood? Uh, absolutely. Huh. Yeah, that I can do that easy. That is definitely on the docket, I think. If you, if you hadn't done it, I would do it. do you guys ever wander packs in costume so as to explore it incognito?" Uh, from Josh in Bremerton. I did once. Um, I had a, a super, super elaborate, as a part of the, the Kickstarter, I had a super elaborate Fruit Fucker costume.
1: Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. You really enjoyed it too, didn't you? It was awesome. Just but, to be anonymous? No, no, but
0: it was so funny because it's like, Part of the thing was I had to wear it on stage for the Q and A. Yeah, yeah. But then you know that was back when we had the microphones, and a lot of times people will come up and leverage those microphones to unburden themselves of substantial emotional trauma, <laughs> um, or request hugs. Try to imagine what that hug looks like. You know what I mean? That's an assault. You don't want that. And then also when I have the uh, when I'm trying to tell somebody something, it's like, hey, you know, it really helped me when you, you know, I know that. You talked about depression a lot, and you know, for me, that you know, that allowed me. I mean, I sought help. You know, I'm I'm on medication now, and I've really taken control of my life. And I'm in a fruit fucker costume, and I'm like, "Thanks, man." (laughs) You know, uh, that's why we do what we do. And it's
1: like, (laughs) I don't know. We had a fantasy where we also wanted an orange costume, and we wanted like the person in the fruit fucker costume to just chase the orange all through the show, right? Um, But there is a funny thing. So Cliffy B. Uh,
0: of, you know, I was gonna say of this fame, but it's like, just fame, just like famous Cliffy B. Um, He actually took the Fruit Fucker costume, and then he did a few tours of the show floor as well, uh, because, I mean, that's that's not possible for him otherwise,
1: right? He'd just be ground up. Yeah, honestly, it's pretty rare, really, anymore, that if I'm out on the expo floor, looking at games, that people come up and stop me.
0: Oh, that happens to me all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm.
1: (laughs) Interesting. Are you wearing your,
0: like, fuck off shirt?
1: No. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, all, it also could be that people know that I don't want to be approached. <laughs> and that I'm not friendly. <laughs> well, it's just like the... Yeah, I mean, that, that could be it, too. Yeah. It could be just out of respect or fear. I was watching Noah was with me trading pins this morning. And every yeah. person that came up, he's just talking to strangers like... I don't know where he gets it from. No.
0: It's just like, it's like genes are real, but then there's also magic. Yeah. Is there a goal or a point on the horizon you are striving for for Penny Arcade? Is there something that... I appreciate you putting the dash in there, Scott. Um, that's, on, dash Arcade. that's on brand. Um, is there something that once accomplished will make you feel comfortable that you've done all you set out to do? Uh, no. Uh, like, let's say, This is from Scott and Kennewick. Like, Noah, that, uh, do you find that question confusing?
1: I do. Um, I don't know. I mean, Penny Arcade is really just... What I'm doing whatever now. Whatever I'm doing, <laughs> right? Like, it's what I'm doing today. Yeah, well, I want to make, make a board game about the Ironwood. All right, I'll do that. I want to run a Dungeons and Dragons game with my friends on Twitch. All right, I'll do that. Like, I'm not going to get tired of doing whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. I think that's going to be difficult.
0: But the idea that, there's just, that it's, all, it's all towards some specific thing. No. I mean, no, that's, that isn't how I feel about it at all. It's like making stuff. That isn't how I feel about it at all. And also, we work with a lot of really cool people. It's yeah. like, you, you hit this point, it's like, all right, motherfuckers, peace out. No, that's not, how, that's not, that's not where I want to work, and it's not the person I want to be. Uh, what are you most afraid of? Uh, this is from Kelly in Chicago. Most afraid of...
1: Huh. Um, boy, that's a tough one. I have so many fears. So many great fears. <laughs> uh, I don't like big crowds. <laughs> um, and, uh, no, <laughs> I,
0: I, I'm a little agitated about being on stage.
1: Really hate being on camera. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, but I mean, it really is to some degree true. Like, we are, we are two introverts who somehow manage to make a living and a career out of being extroverts.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a conversation I had with uh, Amy. Uh, Amy the Falcon? No, no, no. Uh, Hennig. Oh. Last year. And it's just sort of like, maybe it's a situation where it's like, if you, if you want to be president, no one should let you. Yes. If you actually actively want to do that, like there's probably something fucked up with you. Yeah. And so it's like, maybe the only people you should let be famous are people who aren't really interested in it at all. People who won't try to weaponize it.
1: There's probably some truth to that. Right? Um, It makes me uncomfortable when people say they want to be on Twitch. I don't understand it. Like, that seems so scary to me. (laughs) Oh yeah, I know. Being live in front of people and like you could say something dumb or you could, you know shit yourself like I don't know it's really scary
0: yeah yeah but but there's love there too yeah right okay no no I like it I mean I like like the twitch service is just one thing. What I actually like doing is talking to people.
1: That community is Yeah, great. That's,
0: that's what I like. You know, it was cool. I like having a clubhouse.
1: Kara was very much against streaming and uh, got her to stream a couple Fridays ago. And after I got home, she was like, I can't believe how nice that community is. Oh, they're the Those best. people are so cool. They are the best. It, is, it has been curated to a T. It really has. I mean, you hear so much about, you know, how toxic those communities can be, and especially on Twitch, those chat well, exactly, yeah. environments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, it's every now
0: and then, <laughs> every now and then, like, somebody will come in mean, and it's like, oh, we must have been on the front page or something. Yeah. Like, it's like, if it's, if it's a jerk, they're not from our channel.
1: And they don't last
0: long. No, no, they are launched into space. <laughs> um, what am I mo- uh, The thing I'm most... Like, for real, actually, the, most, the thing I'm most afraid of is... Um, uh, Alzheimer's.
1: Did you almost forget what it was? No. <laughs> no, it's it's it literally, it, it literally seems, scares me to death. I'm just saying it seems like it took you a couple seconds to, re- to
0: remember. No. no, no, it's um, it's not a joke, Michael. <laughs> um,
1: Everything is a joke, Jerry.
0: Th- and that's how we're different. Um, if you were thrust back in time, knowing. Was this yours, Josh, from Remington? Um, Knowing what you know now, would you still start PAX with all the time and effort it takes in your life? Wow. Uh, yeah, and if you appeared in 1985, would you try to start it then, at the beginning of the 8-bit era? <laughs> no, nah, the, things, the things that help catalyze a PAX really are the the internet.
1: Multiplayer gaming, like being able to show up at a physical location and meet people that you have, that you are legitimately good friends with, but have never met in person. Right. right? I think that's a part of what makes PAX special. Well, yeah, and it's like the, the way that, whenever somebody wants me to explain it, like the way I always explain it is that
0: PAX is a convention convention, right? Yeah. And some, there's like, some of these conventions are two people. Some of these conventions are tens of thousands of people. Right, but they're all sort of happening in the same place. It's not really a conventional convention, either. I I actually do love you. Mm. (laughs) Um, So,
1: if you're thrust back in time,
0: could we start PAX? That is an interesting question.
1: That's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would, just because I think of what it means for the community. Um, I think I would have been... I think I would have handled it differently yeah, I think that there were decisions that I made that I would have made differently, but I would not have skipped making packs, absolutely not. No,
0: no. And I, honestly, like I think that I think that we were the ones to do it. I yeah. think that if someone else, I think that if someone else had done it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't feel like this. Uh, what modern AAA game would you like to see remade for the Super Nintendo? <laughs> uh, from Greg N packs carry. Oh, man, so just like break it all the way back down?
1: Yeah, devolve it. Yes. Demake. Demake. Boy, what triple-A game. i would be cool to see a Zelda. I wonder what that would be like on an old... (laughs) That was... That was... Okay.
0: You're on a roll, man. I can't stop, won't stop. You're dropping the hits. You're like a shark.
1: Can't stop swimming.
0: Um... Yeah, you know what? I would love to see. I would love to see Team Fortress Two. I mean, think about because they wouldn't be able to do any. Uh, they wouldn't be able to do any of it. Well, they would it, have it to would rethink. Be, uh, you know, you know, what it would be like it would be top down. It would or be isometric. top down isometric. It would be like XCOM. Yes. Right. That,
1: that sounds be... hot as hell. Yeah. A plus plus would play. Um, Rule of Warcraft would be fun too. <laughs> like <laughs> top down. But they'd have to somehow get the multiplayer in there, obviously. Yeah. What was that? What was that thing you could hook up to your Genesis? Y- X band. X band, yes, the Genesis channel. Yeah,
0: that was Ugh. a little bit ahead of the fucking game. little bit, but yeah, Sega was keep they they, they stayed ahead of the game. Like it's like they have a modem in the Dreamcast, and you're playing like think about how far ago that shit Fantasy was.
1: Fantasy Star Online. Fantasy Star
0: Online is what I'm talking about. I still listen to that music.
1: That Dreamcast.
0: You heard? So, uh, I love PA the series. Will it ever return? Uh, this is from Mike in Rochester, New York. So, <laughs> really? All right. All right. I, you know I, I'm on Twitch every day, right? Like, you know you can go. All right. Um,
1: I, so, technically speaking. What, what would you be looking for out of the Penaire? series, because you are on Twitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it the um, comic writing? Shenanigans?
0: Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Shenanigans, shenanigans yeah.
1: yeah. Here, no, hold on. Do we want shenanigans, or do we want
0: hijinks? <laughs> Both. Yeah, right. poor dose. exactly right. Tomfoolery, alright, I'm considering it. You got, you got the thesaurus up on your phone, I appreciate that. Um, so, uh, yeah, so technically speaking, Even Strip Search was PA the series. That was just the season that came out then, right? That was just the next season of the show we did. And we're always trying to get uh, another round of Strip Search going, like that's always top of mind. Yeah. We think about what Strip Search would look like now, and I think we actually understand. I think that we've done the thinking required to make that work. but there's, there's a lot of different shows and a lot of different formats that I want to, uh, that I want to mess around with. And I've had a lot of fun working with uh, Josh Price, just trying to... Yeah, right? Yeah. He's, he, he, runs that, he runs the Twitch stuff like a pro. Uh, I love putting together new shows with him. Let's see. I crave an expansion of the Nightlight series. When do you think you will be able to pursue it? Uh, this is from Uncle Ruku, uh, also from the channel, in Phoenix, Arizona. So, <clears throat> so we have those conversations all the time.
1: I would say that right now, I think it's safe to say that we have some friends in Hollywood, and we have talked to them a lot about Nightlight and Ironwood. Yes. Yeah. That's fair. Those, those are the two big projects that we've sort of got working their way through that gullet, gullet now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like you need a guide. Yeah. basically, to manage this blasted wasteland.
1: Nightlight is one of my favorite pieces that we've done, though. So yeah. even if it doesn't end up as a movie or something like that, I would love to do more comics.
0: Yeah, I mean, that would be a good... I think, I think that there's a really cool Nightlight board game, too, honestly. Yeah? Yeah. Um, hey, when will the ACK Inc. supplement be something I can throw money at and receive deets on documancy levels in exchange? Do you need funding? Because I would back that so fast, one or both parties would suffer from whiplash. Uh, for that matter, when can I give you my earnings as barter for your mad rad rhythms and rhymes? Uh, I know there was a poetry book, still coming, um, and I heard tell of some point of an album. Believe me when I write this, constant Twitch interaction is not enough, the masses crave more works. That is, thank you very much. That's really nice of you to say. Um, So, right now, uh, Chris and I have this discussion a lot. I think I know who would do the beats and stuff like that. Like, all these things are at like 50%. Um, And then, our plan is to get very, very serious about an Acquisitions Incorporated official, like, book lozenge that talks about how to found um, how to campaign found, setting? A, a camp, basically enunciated as a campaign setting, with uh, a campaign inside of it to sort of help you use the all the materials we provided early on. Um, but no, no, I mean these are. I would I would say that the book is one of the big projects that we think about, but that's going to be next year. Um, as far as the um, album and the books, I mean, hopefully we'll be able to put the poetry book together here sooner than later, and uh, cause it's all written, and then you have a bunch of great art for it.
1: Yeah, it's just one of those things where. A lot of what we do requires design yeah. time, and um, we just didn't have enough designers. We just hired a new designer, so I think I think that will help a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm I feel exactly the same way. Like I want to make all this stuff too. Getting back into music is a, a big deal to me. <laughs> we um, are bad. <laughs> We're bad. Um, <clears throat> I've been following you since 2000. Check back there. Ah! <laughs> it him! Um, I hunger for your content always.
1: What the hell is with these people? They learned it from watching you, all right? They're talking like you. You're saying they've imprinted? Yes. Um, I hunger for your content. That is a Jerry thing to say. <laughs> Will there ever be a Pax
0: Europe? Um, do you need people to make it happen? Denmark is a lot like Seattle, but flatter
1: and with better health care. <laughs> Isn't that, is that where Lego is? is? Legos in Denmark? Yeah, yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So this is um, uh,
0: Jeppe Bilsmund, uh, Alborg, Denmark.
1: Holy cow. That's a lot of weird letters.
0: You think it's Yeppe? I guarantee it. Be, no, no well, it, it's definitely a
1: Y. It could be YEP. J-E-P-P-E. Yeah. B-O-E-L-S-M-A-N-D. Boelsmund. I think, I, think, I think that's just
0: Billsmand.
1: And then A-A... I don't know about the double A. Alborg. You know, we got... Um, maybe, it's like, maybe it's like an um, Asmar. We got a recipe for um, Swedish macaroni and cheese that is called, like, Alpemogorgon? Does anyone know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. <laughs> Do a search for Swedish herdsman's mac and cheese. And look up whatever that word is that starts with an A. It's like Alpha McGorgon. And we eat it all the time. We love it. Dude and Alpha McGorgon, it sounds like something from the
0: monster manual. Right. Right? It does. Watch out. Hey, so I might I, be pronouncing that wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I feel I feel confident that between Pax West you always have to pause a little bit. PAX West, I know, I know. I'm a member of the cult. Um, PAX East, PAX Oz, PAX South, right?
1: And PAX, PAX Unplugged. I feel like
0: that's pretty good.
1: I feel like that's the I f- extent of my PAX ability. I feel like it
0: might have been pretty good like one show before that. Um, but I feel, like, I feel like we have to do that show. What? Uh, no, no, not no, no, not not PAX Europe. Oh, I mean PAX Unplugged. It's okay. Yes, we do have to do that show. Yeah, we have to do that one. Like, there's a, like we there's signed a bunch contract. of contract. Yeah, we have to go there. Um, but, but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just, an excuse to go to Europe every year sounds really good. But I'm a finite creature, and I'm, I'm realizing that more every day. Um, I've been wanting to ask <laughs> this for a while now. What is, all, what is with all the copies of the 2009 DVDs? We ended up with three copies despite never actually ordering a single one. <laughs>
1: uh, I will say that for a while there was a thought that people wanted DVDs and they don't. No one wants a DVD. No one does. And so we had... Piles and piles of them. They don't even put DVDs on the shit. Where would I put a DVD? No. Um, and so, yeah, if, if there was ever an opportunity where we're like, hey, let's give some free stuff out. Let's make it to fucking DVDs, because <laughs> nobody's buying them.
0: Yeah. You're not 100% wrong. This is from Desiree uh, in Sumner, Washington, which is where I am from also.
1: That's true. Small That's world. True.
0: Mike and Jerry, what are you both reading right now? Uh, what is a book that you've read recently and loved that you're fairly sure the other would hate?
1: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't think you would like these Star Wars books, the Battlefront books. Really? I'm reading. Oh, oh, Battlefront? Like they're tied, like they're they're tied, into, the tied game. into the game? Yeah, they're, I like them. I really like Star Wars. I don't think they be That's like a you. double tie-in. I know, I know. But they're cool. They're cool. <laughs> I've read, right now I'm reading um, the first Battlefront book. I just read Battlefront 2, uh, Inferno Squadron. That was a great book. And now I'm reading the first one, which is okay. Yeah. Um, but I've been reading a ton of stuff. I just put a big post up on the site. like. Oh, on vacation. Yeah, Wait, All Systems a- Red is a must. Uh, super good book.
0: But you, you, had, you and Kiko were both enjoying We Are Legion, We Are Bob, right?
1: Yeah, but then somebody told me that the third book came out and it's garbage. So I don't know. I don't want to recommend that Do you feel,
0: you feel like you've invested your time poorly?
1: Uh, no.
0: Yeah, um, yeah I... Uh, we, Are Legion, we Are Bob is fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been reading... Uh, I, I actually read a book <gasps> that Mike recommended. That's
1: true. After 20 years of friendship... You are reading a book that I recommended to you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called uh, Awake in the Nightlands, and it is just absolutely terrifying. Like, it is just, it is, like, post-apocalyptic horror, like, rendered as, like, a lyrical epic. There is is a lot to like there. Um, I think that you would not like Shadow and Claw. I think that you would not like Gene Wolfe in general. You had me read those. What did you think?
1: Isn't that like the guy who's like the Yerig? No, no, no. That's a different
0: series that you also hated.
1: Oh. They weren't dragons, though, right? They were ye-
0: No, they were Dragerans.
1: Dragerans, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Shadow and Claw one? Because that sounds really familiar. Uh, that's
0: Gene Wolfe, uh, Shadow, of the, um, Shadow of the Torturer, Claw of the, concili- uh, the Conciliator. Right? It's the best.
1: I guess I don't know it.
0: Maybe I'm wrong. I should put it in front of you. Um, I recently read through the Tomb of Horrors in Tales from the Yawning Portal and was confused in the same way as after reading Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Why do evil liches provide any form of access, however circuitous or harrowing, to their phylacteries? How is this such a blind spot for Aserarach and Voldemort? At what point does an an immortal extraplanar entity with access to adamantium infused with anti-magic run aground on suspension of disbelief? How do you balance concession to storytelling mechanics while maintaining an aspect of realism that allows players to interact with elements in meaningful ways?
1: See, I never, I don't care about any of that shit. Somebody, I I read that, um, somebody was tweeting at me because I was like, hey, I'm gonna watch Alien Covenant you know, on the plane, and they're like, oh, man, that whole movie could have been resolved if they had just worn helmets. It's like, well, yeah, but then you wouldn't have had a movie. Like, I don't know what you want. If you did everything right, then nothing would happen. Like, if if they got the weird distress call and are like, hey, there's something weird on this planet, and the captain was like, no, that's too dangerous. We're going to keep going. Movie over, run the credits. The alien has to fucking get you somehow. But...
0: This is what I like. I mean, can you imagine? Like, the, it jumps up. It's like it's like in the egg, and it's like, and then it like it jumps out. and It's like, and it's just like, and
1: then
0: it falls off. Yeah. It just jumps up. It's like, fucking get off, God. I'm wearing a helmet. <laughs> and then they just go into. This, it's like, fucking. You see what that fucking thing just tried, just tried to fucking jump on me? I think I got my helmet. Thank you know what I mean? I
1: got this helmet on. No. So if, if you are the sort of person who worries about stuff like that, maybe fantasy isn't for you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, none of this is real. Which things? The Dragarans?
0: I have a PowerPoint deck you should look at. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, but basically the, the phylactery or the... Um, let's see, what are they... Like, yeah, the horcruxes, right? So these are all like... You know what I mean? It's like when you, it's like when you fight a massive enemy crab, right? And it's like... It, it is? Yes. Exactly. It is it, like that. Just like when one fights an enemy crab, uh, they have to have weak points that you can strike for massive damage. That's true. Right? And so that's all the phylactery is. I mean, they just, they just represent weaknesses. Like, I'm not even sure that they're... It's, it, it's the literal aspect but of it. what does I think he
1: is. want? Does he want them to, like, protect it so well that, there's, that he can't go get it? And then he can't play Dungeons and Dragons?
0: <laughs> Listen. I think well no because because
1: remember we used to have these conversations with
0: Karen Travis remember so yeah she, she was writing all of her she wrote a lot of really really great Star Wars books she did right oh I loved her I loved her shit but basically but she would run aground on a certain part of that community that's like hey
1: Superstar oh, yeah Super
0: Star Destroyer that's not how long they are <laughs> yeah and she's like I don't I don't I don't really care how long it is. It's really big, and it's yeah. a bunch of assholes in there. But
1: they would, they would mail her and be like, technically, you know, in, in meters, it would be this long. It's like, no, man. No one cares. Exactly. No, but some do, right? And so some people
0: need... I think this is what it's about at the end of the day. They need authorization to fantasize. So think about it.
1: What are you talking
0: about? Is they need... They need permission. These things, it all has to line up. It has to be, in order for them to have a fantasy, it has to be believable.
1: They can't relax. I feel
0: so bad for that well, person. Exactly, but I'm, saying, but I'm saying that, like, they have to be able to relax into this. They have to know that there are rules in place that govern this stuff. Now, I would like, I mean, I mean as, as it stands right here, I think that Cole should write this adventure,
1: and put it's it It's gonna up, be short. And, he locked it up incredibly tight and sealed it with unbreakable magic. All right, we're done. But I would like
0: to see what that I would like to see what that looks like. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's a tweet. <laughs> the entire campaign
1: is a tweet. Jesus Christ. Where? I've been waiting. Oh, Jesus. That guy can write a novel.
0: Oh shit! Okay, here we go. First, the obligatory "When is Pax coming to Europe?" blah blah blah. Then the "Have you ever been to Sweden?" We have great Semlor. Uh, and so on.
1: I'm gonna go there and eat all their alpha <laughs> No, you, you better lock up your alpha, your alpha Lock it up! I'm coming. It's cool because it has apples in it and like tons of different types of cheese on top. Apples? Yeah, they put apples on. Kara, are you there? What kind of cheeses are in that mac and cheese? Four different kinds of cheeses. <laughs> Do you not like apples and cheese? No, I don't, listen, I don't, I don't have, listen, it's fine, I, I bet it's really good, I guess,
0: don't worry about it. Um, <clears throat> Acquisitions Incorporated, uh, I didn't find out about it until recently, oh man, you're in for a fucking treat, um, say around a year ago, my first romp into watching others play Dungeons and Dragons had not started too long before that discovery either. Every time I meet someone who is either interested to start or is already playing D&D, I recommend ACK, Inc. to them. Not because I think you guys are particularly good
1: teachers or role models. Or even that smart or clever. Not especially handsome. You're gross. Your, your face is like a greasy egg. Don't know um, how to play the game.
0: You're you're a gross man. Um, You're more beast than man. (laughs) Because I think you all tend to think outside the box, along with the fact that your expectations of a good campaign are incredibly far-fetched or even absurd sometimes, in a good way. Then again, we all have the good Chris Perkins to thank for upholding these expectations. Exactly right. (laughs) Dungeon Master to the stars. Um, And now there's another thing for me to be happy about. Holly Conrad, I.E. Strix, being introduced as the new intern for ACK Inc. Yes, yes, yes. Um, As Dice Camera Action was the very first D&D show I ever watched. Thereby, my cue. Okay, there is one. Um, I see the connection with Perkins being the DM, but what is the the actual in-game regular internship process like to Acquisitions (coughs) Incorporated? This is from Alice Marie in Sweden.
1: The in-game one?
0: Yeah, 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 so I think that she wants to know how how internship works. So that's the sort of thing that would be covered in the book, right? It's basically like if you want to have, if you want to have a real Acquisitions Incorporated campaign, I want to provide all those rules. I mean, it has to feel a little strange and bureaucratic in order for it to be exactly right. But interns aren't under the same things, like in the C team, they all had to purchase their ability to have a franchise. But uh, that isn't how it would work for an intern. Interns can simply be selected. They're not paid, so.
1: Or summoned, like Holly, right? Yes, exactly right.
0: Have either of ye thought about each other while making woohoo? What? (laughs) No, there was that one time, do you remember? No, hold on. (laughs) While making woohoo with your wives. So not wives. This is from Brian in Ireland. Wifes. So, is this, I don't remember this.
1: Remember when we lived together? Yeah. You were out playing... Tribes? Tribes. Yeah. And I was in my room. Yeah. Busy. Yeah. And you came and told me I had to come out and see that game. Yeah. And I put a blanket on and came out. (laughs)
0: Dude, this I is I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> no, dude, this I... <laughs> is this is one trick girlfriends hate.
1: One weird trick. Oh my god. We're not good people.
0: Well, just like Alice said. Yeah. Not good people, not role models. No. Face like a greasy egg. Oh man. I apologize, Kara. He's a rude person. So what happened when you went back in? Not a lot. But did you, I mean, did you sort of, did you try to catalyze an erotic event?
1: Like, did you go back in and you were like, wow. I think it was pretty obvious that the the time, the window on that had closed, so to speak. (coughs) Hmm.
0: Hey, is there more? It's fine. Is there more automata in the works?
1: If Man. Oh, hey, hey. So I went and saw it last night. So had you had you seen it all the way through yet? I had not watched it from beginning to end. I had seen the little bits where he'll come in and show us like what he's working on, but I had not sat down and watched the entire thing. Did you like it? I loved it. Well, see, because, I mean, it's one of the things yeah. where it's like... It's so good. Well, because that... Obviously, you created the
0: designs for uh, David yeah. and the Bettys, right? But... In terms of the dialogue and, and stuff... The whole world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but in terms of the dialogue and stuff, you did not... Like, I did that by myself.
1: Yeah, I didn't work on the writing at all. Exactly. I mean, was it, was it interesting? Like, did it... It was. No, I thought it was really cool. There's some great lines in there. Some of them I felt like you wrote, for sure. Like, I it was like, Jerry wrote that line. Like, there's a line where Carl goes... Or, or Sam oh, is like... Talking mouse about plans. plans. And Carl's like, yeah, but some of those are mouse plans. So... That was you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um... But, uh, but I love the line when Sams, oh, I don't want to spoil anything. It's good. Yeah, yeah, so, but there was people there, and they watched it, and they saw it. OK. Thank you.: Yeah, it was all right. It was pretty full, and, I, then, I, and then Van and some of the cast hung out afterwards, and it was really cool. Oh, That's awesome
0: because a lot of them are local. Yeah. Um, is there more time in the works? if so, in comic or video form? So right now we made sure that backers got a hold of it. We made a, uh, our engineer put together a super cool back-end system for that. Um, now it's just about trying to figure out like what the distribution plan is. Like, do we want to go with a distributor? Do we want to just do it ourselves? And so we're trying to figure that out. Before it goes yeah. to wide
1: release, we want to figure out if... Well, Van, Van was talking last night about how his, his goal right now is basically to go down and start pitching it to Netflix and Hulu's and see if there's somebody who really would invest in a show. Right right. right, right, right. So right now, it's a good pitch. Yeah, if, if you want to help Van with that, I know that this is what he would say. Go to the Automata Series Facebook page and do whatever, is a, it's a like, I guess. I don't know, I don't Facebook. We want you to desecrate that like button. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have occasionally heard both
0: of you mention an animated version of Penny Arcade, usually in the context of whether or not a joke works in a given strip, but not much past that. Can you tell us a little more about what might have been? Are your goatee doppelgangers in an alternate dimension ruining their decision to make it and ruining it hard or have they supplanted Walt Disney as the kings of cartooning? Uh, this is from Josh in Baltimore.
1: We, so we, had, we had done some work. I remember that there was this idea, because um, Penny Arcade does not exist anywhere. Like They don't live in a house. Like, it's just whatever we want it to be. But for the purposes of a show, we felt like we needed to make it, I don't know, make sense. Well, we, we,
0: had, to, we had to solidify it, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: so I remember Gabe worked at a place called, um, what was it, Pirate? Was Pirate Bay Electronics or something like that? Yeah. it was like an electronic superstore,
0: but we themed. A bunch of
1: work, a bunch of work. No, we did
0: We did a ton of work. I mean, basically, because we weren't. I mean, when we were putting the, those animation things together, those plans. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't. If it wasn't full time, you know, no. we we weren't doing Painting Arcade full time, and so the characters had the jobs that we had. Circuit City. With Circus City, right? I mean, yeah. functionally speaking, Circus City. Because what we were talking about at that time was we were actually very briefly considering another comic.
1: Retails. Retails. Yeah.
0: Which you know, and then eventually those concepts, because we wanted to make sure that Penny Arcade stayed about the games, and uh, that went great.
1: <laughs> um, we have occasionally. Oh, okay, here, that's that's exactly right. We got Good. There's definitely times where we write jokes and then go, "Oh, that's too long." That that's for the animated series. Yeah, for the animated series, but it doesn't mean anything. There's no animated series. We just say if there ever was. Yeah, exactly. It would be for it. Yeah,
0: certain types, of, certain types of content, certain types of stories work in specific mediums. Um, Omen, how is it that you failed to inform your mother that her elder daughter didn't die in the wandering crypt and was the CEO of a competitor to AI? Uh, Jim, how do you keep your doves smelling so fresh? Uh, this is from the Arch, uh, West, Mich- West Michigan, home of beer. How do, you keep, how do you maintain dove freshness? So
1: they're, they're magical doves, so they're not, real. They're oh, not they're like, real. They aren't real birds? They're not crapping in there. Like, they don't exist until I bring them into existence.
0: So to speak. So to speak. Um, no, Omen has absolutely informed his mother. Uh, his mother does not believe him.
1: I think his doves are water-soluble. I think, that, <laughs> I think that they're beautiful, but if it rains, they just turn to mush. It's like suds. Yeah. And they kind of scream as they melt. And, no, they, they, scream and they, they scream and hiss. Yeah. No, they boil. They boil.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Uh, welcome to the writing process. Save that for tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, a while ago on the podcast, you talked about how it's hard to be creative on demand, and that really resonated with me. I write for a living, and some days I wake up and feel like there are no good ideas left in my head. Do you ever have days like that? Do you, when do you, when you think, well, been a good run, time to pack it in and retire to a mansion on a remote island and take up a life of fighting crime, <laughs> tie tie and grob man will rise. Uh, what do you do on those days to convince yourself to keep creating? Uh, this is from Asphodelic uh, in Fredericktown, Ohio. So I will tell you, if you have ever heard the Downloadable Content podcast, um, there's a couple phrases. It's like, well, it's, it's like. It's uh, been a good run. It's been a good run. So if one of us says it's been a good run, there is a part of us that is actually saying that for real. Yeah. It's not, like, 100% a joke.
1: <laughs> okay? I mean, there are days where we sit down to write a strip, and it's like, I can't think of anything funny right now. I think it helps that there's two of us. You know, I, I think about, like, somebody like Asphodelic here, who is probably writing by themselves. Yeah. I think if you wake up in the morning, and you sit there alone and t- tip be type and... Nothing's happening. Yeah, that's tough.
0: That's, yeah, that's brutal.
1: It must be, but I feel like if one of us comes in and doesn't have it, you know, hopefully the other person can have a joke, right? I think, I think there's a redundancy there.
0: Yeah, it's a good system.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: All right. Uh, my question is about extroversion, introversion. I myself am an introvert. And I thought it was just a personal characteristic until my mother brought up that none of the children in her elementary school know how to socialize with each other. She theorizes that because of the widespread availability of cell phones, iPads, and other handheld computing technology, children today are growing up without engaging in direct, unimpeded conversation, and thus are not learning critical social skills, resulting in a generation of awkward people. Done, done, done. I myself can understand how a handheld device can act as a buffer. If you look at a cell phone, say, you don't have to constantly look to others to validate what you're saying in a conversation. You can always seem disinterested and avoid social opprobrium anytime you want. Given that both of you have children who have grown up in this brave new world of handheld computing, what do you think? Are kids today using iPads, cell phones, etc., as a buffer to direct social engagement? Do they know how to talk in person as opposed to over text? Do you think today's generation will all be introverts? No. You know, because I think, that I, I, I think that introversion and extroversion have a lot more to do with some really core, like, fundamental things about your brain.
1: Brain chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I was talking about Noah. I mean, he is raised in a family, really, of people who don't like to go outside that much and don't like to talk to people. But, you know, when we were on vacation, they had uh, we were in this little town, and they had blocked off the streets, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing in the street? And there's police there, and we were like, Karen and I and Gabe were like, I wonder what's going on. I wonder why they blocked the streets off. I wonder why they did this. Like, and I would spend my whole day wondering what's going on, and Noah would just like, walk up to a cop and be like, hey, what's going on? Why did you guys block the street off? What's this about? Like, <laughs> he doesn't care. Like, <clears throat> I, it's, it's in you. It is, like, I can see that it is nothing to do with me. Like there is brain chemistry at work there right. that makes him like other people, <laughs> and I don't understand it. Right, right, right. Well, you know the the truth. The truth of the matter, right, is
0: that you know when it comes to when it comes to these individual personality differences, like people have always. So, if Brenna, are you here, Brenna? Hi, Tinder. So. If Brenna is reading, she can't hear me. Like, at all. At all. She is reading a book, and I'll say, hey, Brenna. Hey, Tinder. What's going on, Tinder? And then I'll just start saying random things to see if any of it comes through. A lot of times, I'll talk about frogs or snakes, (laughs) right? Because I think that if if, if I heard even in in the corner of my mind that there was a snake, I would respond very quickly.
1: Uh, not so though for her
0: no i suspect yeah i mean i can just see i can see the cave painting right and it's like oh grog chip stone today grog no look at deer you know what i mean what well no i'm i'm just saying like <laughs> no i i lost you i think that i think that people have been i think that this dark apocalyptic vision of a lost generation of kids. I think that every oh. I think that every generation of kids is lost. Oh yeah,
1: they were lost to comic books or they were lost to rock and roll
0: music. They were lost to punk. They were lost to, to-, yeah. to hip
1: hop. That's the thing like I realize now, I remember growing up and thinking ah, oh, you know, my parents don't really understand the things that I like, but it's going to be really cool when I'm a parent because I'll like the stuff that my kids like. But I don't. I think it's stupid. Like <laughs> I don't understand this YouTube crap like they want to watch this Matthias guy or whatever like I don't don't, get it They want to watch Matthias open things that he got at Target Yeah I as their father think it's dumb like that's you you will get to that point You no matter what you think your children will find something to do that will be stupid Yeah And you won't get it and you will think that they're wasting their time and that they are a lost generation Yeah But they're fine Yeah They're doing their shit.
0: This is fucking true. It's stupid. Hey, uh, Tycho, I have heard you speak here and there about trying your hand at novels, or at least writing longer-form pieces. I'm someone who wants to write long stories, but whose writing style better suits blogs or comics. Can you speak about your experience trying longer written work and what you found has or has not helped? Thanks. Uh, Nicholas in Philadelphia. So, yeah, right now I'm mostly obsessed with the C-team, and and the way that I write that in a collaborative way is right now that's what I'm obsessed with from a creative perspective. But um, I can tell you what uh, my friend John Scalzi told me, because I actually wrote him asking much the same question, and the difference between him and me is that he's written several novels, like a lot of novels. I I think think there's a couple differences. Yeah. But I think if I called him right now, he would be writing a novel. Um, so, he says that I was like, man, I, I can't do all this. I can't write this much. And he's like, look at your fucking website. You write all the time. You write every other day. You put up like five to eight hundred words. <laughs> like you have written a lot, um, but you haven't. You know, you haven't sequenced it, and it isn't. You know, it isn't. It isn't in that specific. You know, realm of of content. Um, so the the tip he gave me was that you write short to write long. Um, so you you are writing and the output is there, it really is just about trying to get a framework to put each of the pieces in, and then you can just sort of slot them together. When does an analog game, board, card, or otherwise, become too rules-intensive, vast systems or scenario particulars? Uh, What obstacles prevent translation to digital formats? I greatly enjoy Zombicide and the others from from uh, Cool Mini or not. I perceive market barriers. This is a very sophisticated question. Uh, in translation of prohibitively complex rule sets to simple tactic style video games, uh, Magic the Gathering versus Hearthstone. How do creators navigate this space? I think that you are smarter than me, and <laughs> I, and I would like to ask you this question. Um, and to, see what, and to see what you think it is. I mean, honestly, for me, the biggest thing is there's analog games that are not especially sophisticated that I still seek a digital version of. Like, I love the game. Have you played Carcassonne? Yeah, Carcassonne kicks ass. But I don't want to count these fucking farms <laughs> because I'm lazy and I don't care. So I will, st- I will play the digital version of this perfectly simple children's game um, just to save myself time. I think that's the main thing. I think using these things as, as aids to traditional games um, helps a lot.
1: I've also used digital versions of games to, to learn. learn. Yes, and, and, and honestly, like that's like
0: the Days of Wonder thing. I think they sort of recognize that. Like, I'll buy a Days of Wonder game like three times.
1: Yeah. I got it on Steam, and I got the iPad. I get very intimidated by the, the super thick manuals, you know? So if yeah. I can just download an app and learn, or if I can, you know, Play it with somebody who already knows how to play it. That's really my best way. There is a
0: super... Uh, to this, this um, effect, I don't think that um, Crossmaster... Crossmaster isn't the most complicated game ever, but there's a lot of sophisticated interactions yeah. between abilities. Oh, yeah. Um, but that manual is amazing at
1: teaching you. Because you actually open it up. Did you... <laughs> I swear to God, I'm a, I have Photoshop. God, I hate computers. Have you ever... I hate them so much. Have you ever used Photoshop before? Never. This is new to me. Certainly never on this computer that I draw on all the time. Every day. Every fucking day. Um, But no,
0: in the Crossmaster manual, you open it up, it's teaching you some rules, and you're like, okay, I got a million more pages of this shit. Yeah. You turn the page, and there is a game board inside the manual.
1: Yeah, you lay the, the game board in front of you, between you and the person you're learning the game with. And it's the
0: actual manual that
1: you learn from. And you put your figures in it, <laughs> and you read the rules and play it. It's very well done. Uh, let's see. Tycho the wordsmith, thank you. Uh, when
0: writing for leisure, do you prefer pen and ink or the mechanical means? I've never seen you
1: write with pen and ink.
0: No, I, it's, it's not legible, even to me. Yeah. Um, uh, Gorb, same question, uh, but but with (laughs) (laughs) picture-whatevers.
1: Well, with my picture-whatevers, I tend to work both ways. The comic is still done, obviously, all digitally, but I do like to draw. I still like to draw physically a lot. Especially if you have a new project?
0: Yeah. a, a, A lot of the exploratory work tends to happen all on paper, right?
1: I like to sketch. If I'm just thinking and sketching, I prefer to do that in a sketchbook or on paper, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, P.S. Uh, Acquisitions Incorporated got me into D&D, and I just DM'd my first dungeon crawl.
1: Thank you for that. Hey. People can see our our ideas up there. God, are they bad? I don't. Some of these I don't even know how they're supposed to remind us of the funny thing. Like, <laughs> test C teams. <laughs> what was that joke? <laughs> that's not enough. Avocado nail. That's oh Dave's no no joke. no no.
0: Av- that, that's Dave's joke. This is the best. So. Apparently, there's some kind of avocado toast thing. Millennials? And, and, this is, and this is something else that millennials are ruining, or they're not able to afford homes because they're addicted to avocados? <laughs> is that what it was? Okay. Yeah, that seems... okay. It... Yeah, exactly. That's... okay. Anyway, so what Dave suggested was that millennials, such as himself, um, have sort of grown an extended avocado nail like a coke nail that they can use to scoop rich avocado <laughs> directly into their craw zones. Someday that will end up in a no, comic and it's, strip. It's going to be a comic. Like, I guarantee it. It's just so funny. He told me that, and I was just like, I'm considering putting you on full time. <laughs> that was incredible material.
1: He, he is full time. Yeah. Really?
0: Yeah, he works for us. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. Good for him, he deserves it. Yeah. Um, this Q&A is being streamed on Twitch. Jerry, have you let Mike know that the recording process has begun? I understand that he has trouble noticing. Are we,
1: re- are we recording? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: Tim, uh, this is from Tim uh, in Melbourne, home of the greatest PAX. Now, I, don't, I can't speak to that now, certainly not here in the very temple uh, of PAX West. Uh, which should all always at some level uh, will be Pax Prime, but
1: we know that. We know that. That was incredibly loud. We know it though. How can you beat the hometown Pax? Yeah, like, exactly. I mean, we're going to wrap the, this up. Listen, and Pax
0: Prime is one thing. When it started here, it was just Pax. Like it yeah. was the most <laughs> elemental. No, no. Yeah, this is what we want. We want the Ur Pax. is what we want. Um, but anyway, so, but there are there are certain advantages to. Uh, the Melbourne packs. One is that it is immediately on a river. That is an advantage.
1: And we it is are, a... our hotel room is in a casino, which That's is it. kind of fun. No, that works out pretty well. I made like four hundred dollars at blackjack last year. You remember that? Yes, I do. You lost almost all of your money.
0: <laughs> Shh. Um, thank you for being vocal, dude. It was it was actually fucked up. Just one thing. So eventually you were winning so much that people to the left and right of you stopped playing and just bet on your hand.
1: Yep, I was that good. Yeah, that's, that's how you win blackjack, I guess. But I also have no idea what I'm doing, and so I, I would just be like, hit me! And then there'd be the person next to me who's like, you should never hit on a whatever, that was my card that you took. Like, I don't understand that. That's not your card. What are you talking about? It's my card, I just got it. You...
0: That was my card! You don't own any of the cards. Um, Thank you for being vocal about your mental health situation. Uh, I have a very similar thing going on to what Jeroid Hulkong's described as questioning the universe and my place in it at least once an hour. Uh, What would you say to someone who is on the fence about taking medication, uh, or is opposed to taking it, when it very well might help but is concerned with side effects? Uh, this is from Amanthus Gargurial in Oregon, which may or may not be a real real, real, person, but I want to recognize it anyway. Um, yeah, it, what would you say to someone who's on the fence about taking medication? Uh, I would say... Get off the fence. Yeah, I would say, I would say the, the fence is not helping you. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Well, it's like if you had a broken leg, and you're like, ah, should I get a cast? I don't know. I'm on the fence. It's like, it might be itchy. Yeah. You know. Get the cast.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Heal your broken bones. Yeah, exactly. It might itch a little bit inside there in a place you can't scratch.
1: Yeah. It, you know, it's tough because this was the thing I was going through when I was, I was thinking about the medication. For me, it was, it was especially hard because one of my fears was medicine, was <laughs> drugs, and so I didn't want to take one. It's kind of a double whammy. Yeah, but I, you know, we don't have any frame of reference other than our own you know it's i can't i don't know th- what other people are thinking i just assume that everyone feels this way all the time right? right and so you you cannot imagine the other you can't you can't picture that other state until you start taking the medicine right and uh, the weirder part of that is that at first it's typically
0: not even you that recognizes it no it's all, it's going to be somebody who loves you they're going to be like wow it's going to be somebody who loves you and realizes that you are not in hell. You seem really chill today. <laughs> right? Yeah. I I would I would suggest that I mean you can always stop taking it.
1: Uh, yeah. You can always stop taking it. And uh, I I don't know. I, the side effects I I think are minimal compared to what, you know, to what it fixes in your brain chemistry, to being happy, you know. Yeah. That means your, your D doesn't work as well, you know, so be it. Or if it, works,
0: or, if, or if it works too well.
1: Or if it works too well, yeah, that's the other problem you can get.
0: Yeah, it can't, you know, it, it's gonna be one or the other. It's like, okay, what's gonna happen to my dick? And it's like, well, it's gonna be rad. Um, or it's gonna be sort of like not having a dick. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Okay. To be clear, we are not doctors.
0: You guys have been together forever, but that relationship usually has unwritten rules or a silent agreement. What is that one question you would... Oh. <laughs> Sorry, that was, I did not even mean to make that sound. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that one question you would ask each other that is always in the back of the mind, uh, or you never really got a chance to ask? Uh, this is from Wilson R. in Chicopee, Massachusetts.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't even think we can talk about the questions. I don't know, I feel like we're pretty open books, pretty much open books. Yeah. Um, I don't have a question for you that I feel like I can't ask.
0: For a long time, we had a pretty strong prohibition against talking about uh, the, the God Lord.
1: Yeah, well, you were a real ass about it for a while. <laughs> It's like I understand when it's like hey I don't believe in God but when it's like hey I don't believe in God and you're fucking stupid for believing in God like that's you don't have to go that extra step. You can just quietly not believe in God and leave the other people alone.
0: You did you did kick me out of your house one time. You were being a jerk. Well no, I'm I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm in, I'm
1: agreeing with you, but I want to make sure they understand. But that was like 20 years ago. I was still I think, you know, You were pretty lordy. I was pretty lordy. I still had a lot of that Catholic juice in me. That came out wrong. No. That's not what I meant. Um, I was never even an altar boy. We're just going to keep going.
0: Uh, This is to Jerry specifically. Why is it that even when people desperately tell you, yeah, I know what you mean... You cannot stop yourself from closing a rant with, you know what I mean? Uh, this is from Richard in Sweden. Uh, uh, you have vocal tics. Mental illness. Take that, Richard. Uh, I listened to your podcasts, uh, and while there was a lot of uh, political and international unrest, why is, it for you, uh, why is it that for you personally, 2016 was the worst year of your lives? <sighs> yeah, there's a lot going on there.
1: Uh, let's see. Boy, where do you start? My dog died. That sucked. Yeah. My cat died. I had a hernia, had to get uh, an emergency operation. That sucked. Uh, our company was thrown into turmoil. Right. Uh, uh,
0: and I had to learn a lot. Yeah. Very quickly uh, and in an incomplete way.
1: Yeah. It was just rough. Like I mean, obviously the the political scene sucked. That didn't help. <laughs> like I remember our dog was dying and watching the election thinking, oh great. Like <laughs> just fucking awesome. What a year. Just heap it up, it's just a yeah. shit
0: buffet. So um but yeah, I mean essentially like I think that for a long time I at some level did not have to grow up all the way. And so I had to grow up a lot in the space of a year. And uh, it hurt a lot. Um, When are we going to see Tyco brand coffee on the shelves at our local supermarket? (laughs) This is from Ken, Holly Springs, North Carolina. Uh, Gosh, I'd have to, uh, never. I mean, I'd I'd have to control like every aspect of it. Um, like there's some things I don't, like, if I'm playing a video game and I, like, don't win, it's okay. Like, I expect to lose. Like, for some reason about coffee, it's like there's another person uh, inside this person who, who is a, a dick.
1: What's the saying we I expect to lose reminded me of, um, oh, yeah, I expect to be abused and for no one to ever help me. That's our outlook, basically, on life, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: a weird one. Yeah. But, you know, it's, uh, we can back it up. Yeah. If you could eliminate one shitty mechanic trope, etc., from video games, what would it be? Sam K.
1: You know what? I don't like... All the stories. God. Just uh, <laughs> What? All the narrative richness? Would you call narratives a trope?
0: No. Uh, oh, you know what I don't like? It's like, I understand why they do it. I know because it's like to be more exciting, but like if Nathan Drake is like climbing on something, and then like some of it kind of goes, like falls off a little
1: bit, it's like yeah, okay. (laughs) I don't mind that one. It's like it's It's a little exciting. You're like, oh, is it gonna fall? No. You're not like oh. No, no, no. no. The
0: the the chunk falls down. It's like oh no, I'm not stable. Like I I think I think I think if they added some dialogue for the for the like the uh, chunks. Yeah. Maybe better, it's like, oh, shit, man, this place is a total mess.
1: You, sh- you should write for video games, man. <laughs> I can do the barks. Oh, shit, this place is a total mess. Uh, there's, a- there's a lot of rust affecting the
0: superstructure.
1: I can hear Nathan Fillion <laughs> saying yeah. that line. We get Nolan North in there. Yeah.
0: Oh, ten All right, yeah, Um. What is the hardest part about talking on a panel? What is that gut feeling you always get when you get on stage? Uh, this is from Jamie in Fort Worth, Texas.
1: I call it terror.
0: Yeah, it's just like the regular old fear. It's like you think it's, I mean, you would think that it would go away. I, that has not been my experience. I don't know what, where no, you're at on this continuum here.
1: No, I, I sweat and jump up and down. Yeah. Before, the, the, before the curtain opens, I'm sweating and jumping up and down. I'm so nervous and terrified.
0: Yeah, I, my, my palms are like legitimately dripping. I've yeah, short Jerry back
1: there, this is what Jerry does for the, the two minutes before the screen, the curtain opens.
0: I have done that. You get, you get moist, son. No, I'm going to short one of these microphones out at one of these points. Yeah. And I'm going to die as a result. Um, but, you know, it was, but it's, honestly, it's, it's helpful, too, because I know that you have a boy who's got the anxiety, you know. I do. And Elliot does, too. And, you know, like, he'll talk to me, he's like, well, you, but you never get nervous when you go on stage. You go on stage all the time. It's like, no. No, no, no. Here's the thing. I get very nervous, and then I still have to do it. Right. <laughs> I can't just not go out there. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it isn't,
1: you know, being afraid of things is okay. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely, there's definitely fear, still, even after, you know, a decade of this, or whatever.
0: Yeah. Uh, A few months ago, by the time you read this, I endeavored to get out of a bad situation, and was helped by several Penny Arcade-affiliated people, Jerry and Gavin, as well as another who chose to remain anonymous. Obviously, I wanted to thank you all furiously, but I also had a question. You said before that Penny Arcade has has ten-year plans, As someone who struggles with depression and anxiety, I find it hard to construct a 10-day plan. What is the best method for envisioning and striving for one's future while not being overwhelmed by the anxiety that comes with such a far vision? Thanks for everything that you have done and do." This is from Nora, uh, the girl who makes them hug at South. Now in Oregon, and indeed now in in Seattle, welcome, North. you can use these plans. It's, it's very, very easy to get trapped in that cycle, like the, the that, um, spiral, like yeah. a thought spiral, right? Just it goes this one way. Yeah. Um, but if honestly, trying to construct these plans is one of the ways to help yourself feel better about these things. Part of it, part of the anxiety is not knowing about the future or what's going to happen. And you can use plans like that to sort of project yourself in the future um, and try to accomplish those goals. But it also really helps, at least for me, it really helps to be... Drunk as shit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 to be surrounded by people oh. who you love and care oh, for. Oh,
1: I feel like an ass now. Uh, I,
0: I got you. Um, are you still playing Overwatch? Yeah. No. Every night. No, never. I uh,
1: play it with my crew. That's right. You got
0: Kara. Yeah. Levin. Mm-hmm. Amy. Amy. Well, is it? Amy the Falcon. Amy the Falcon. Walnut Wal- Dongrass.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's my crew.
0: Nice. A uh, favorite character to play.
1: Uh, Farah. Yeah. Farah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm supposed to
0: say it. Um. Sean Darby, in Rhode Island. When I when I come on <clears throat> their game uh, and jump into the party and play, I usually play as Zarya. It's
1: rare, though. Exactly. It is rare, and we always get really excited too.
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, that, that- Jerry's on.
1: What? <laughs> He's playing a video game with us. It feels good. I, feel, I It
0: feels like the red carpet. Yeah. Like coming I mean, through. it's like, exciting. Jerry, what? And it's like, oh yeah, it's me. <clears throat> uh, are how are all the sentient AI toys treating your household? Uh, have they taken over yet, Brian in New York? Do you find that those cool AI toys last very long as, as objects of affection?
1: Are we talking about like Cosmo and stuff like yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, no, I think that they're definitely interesting God, the, early on. The novelty factor is so high; like they're irresistible at first. I will say there's a lot of them now. I will say that I think Cosmo is one of the better ones because they just released um, an update for it. Yeah, so there's actually like a really cool visual coding system now that kids can do to program their little robot to do all kinds of stuff. Like they have access now to the camera and the movement and, and everything that this thing can do. And I think that helps if you can actually get in there and play with it because that, that's what kids want to do. If it extends it past, yeah, yeah, if yeah. They, they
0: don't really like toys.
1: No. Something happened. <laughs> something happened. Yeah, that's it's, not sufficient. an action figure by itself is not enough. No, no, hey, is it all done? All, all done. Why don't you blow it up? Like with, a, like with a bomb? What are you talking about? No, no, no. Just like put it on the screen so they can read it. Nope. I screwed it up.
0: Do you, do you know about computers? Nope.
1: <laughs> there you go. We wanted to get some Strix love in there. Jim not liking Strix was really fun. And it was really cool that Holly played along with it so well. Oh yeah, she's a fucking professional. She's a beast at the table, in a nice way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like an evil beast. A lot of girls don't like being called (laughs) (laughs) beasts.
0: In answering previous questions about the next season of Strip Search, you often talked about different ways you could do the show. One of the ways you mentioned was how you could focus primarily on the gladiatorial aspect of the show, the elimination episodes, presumably for budget-sensitive reasons. That's definitely one thought, yeah. Uh, but I believe what made Strip Search such a success was not the 1v1 elimination rounds themselves, it was the social interactions and personal emotional moments with, between the artists that led up to the elimination episodes. Uh,
1: huh.
0: Yeah, I don't care about that. Yeah. But I don't like people. Yeah. So their interactions really don't interest me. Yeah. But, but, that's, but that's what elevates the stakes. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, getting to know and care about each artist beforehand is what made the elimination so tense and exciting to watch. My question is, whenever season two gets around to being filmed, would you like to keep the social episodes leading up to the episodes of Mortal Kombat, uh, or would you prefer to make it more elimination-focused in order to keep a more affordable budget? Could there be a balance of both and still be financially tenable? Thank you for all you do. Penny Arcade is a huge inspiration to me and is a habitual part of my daily life. You guys are super rad. Kevin Durenhock from The Cleft of the Earth. Wow. Uh, Yeah, I think that that there are multiple ways um, to do that show, but getting this type of data point is very, very interesting to me. Uh, obviously, yeah. we, are, we are perpetually available uh, on Twitter via email. Uh, if you have thoughts about that, how that show should look, uh, don't be a stranger. Thank you so much. Enjoy the
1: rest of the show. <clears throat> when I
0: cast the pot, it's like I Broad, keeping it hard like a motherfucker gas i A reeling cod, today's fresh catch. I mean a podcast. Something about nets. Yes, it gets bitter when it's winter. I'm fettered by my fish gear. catching release. getting in that crease when my fish near Talk about a plant best laid off that stray. And yes, I crave that tuna with his peck fins blade. But while I'm glistening from the whole sea, you better listen into TLC I got that, I got that wild caught salmon. It's tender and it's moist. downloadable content,
1: a podcast of choice. <laughs>